Welcome back to the Day Trading for Beginners podcast. So this is episode six, and we are continuing our journey towards becoming a full-time day trader. So we are in the beginning stages, and we are doing some stock market basics. So in the previous episode, we talked about what stocks are. Here in this episode, we're going to talk about bonds. So again, in our journey to become a day trader, for the first few months, we're going to do a pure education sort of review. And what we're going to do to start, which I'm personally doing, is sort of just reviewing the basics, stocks, bonds. We're going to talk about commodities, futures, ETFs, and just sort of get a good base for some basic fundamentals of stock market trading. So here we're talking bonds. And the two sort of questions we're going to answer in this podcast are, what actually are bonds? And then what are the differences between stocks and bonds? And we're going to make this really, really simple. When I'm studying this stuff, I like to keep things really easy with some really simple examples. And what I've actually found is that using the AI tool Grok has been great in supplying me some examples for some of these uh, financial terms. So here in this podcast, I have referenced Grok to give us some examples of what a bond is. And in future episodes, we're going to use uh, Grok as well, because it gives sort of a friendly, easy sort of uh, example to understand some of these financial uh, terms, concepts, uh, and uh, securities and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I need a refresher on bonds. I sort of studied bonds in uh, business school, but the truth is, I kind of forgot what they exactly were. And the main reason is, you know, I don't own any. Uh, they're not really as popular uh, as stocks. Everyone talks about stocks. Uh, stocks are more exciting, but bonds um, are actually really, really uh, big. The bond market is huge. Uh, and uh, many people just don't talk about it because it's kind of boring. But uh, here we're going to explain what they are. So bonds explained for beginners. And again, here is an example that I got from the AI tool Grok from X. So picture a bond like a loan that you might have to a friend. But in this scenario, the friend is more like a colossal organization, like a government or a corporation. So it's a loan that you're giving to a government, a corporation, or some sort of big organization. Now, let's say this organization is in dire need of funds for a massive project, like constructing a bridge or maybe expanding their business empire. So instead of knocking on a bank store, they gather the necessary funds from everyday folks like you and me who purchase their bonds. Now, upon acquiring a bond, you essentially lend your hard-earned cash to that organization. And then in return, they pledge to reimburse you the full amount on a predetermined date in the future. And that's known as the maturity date. So just as your buddy might slip you a little extra for lending them your money, the organization compensates you with interest, typically paid annually as a token of appreciation for utilizing your fund. So in a nutshell, a bond, it's like a formal IOU from a big shot organization where they borrow your money and then they commit to repaying you with a small bonus for lending them your financial resources. So that is what 
a bond is. And, you know, if we want to dive deeper into this explanation, um, here's an example. And again, this is from Grok and it's sort of fun to kind of go through. So let's say you, as a bond investor, you've decided to lend money to a fictional company called EcoPower by purchasing one of their bonds. So EcoPower is a renewable energy company that is looking to expand its operations and it needs to borrow money from investors like you. So the principle is the amount of the bond and that is $1,000. So this is the amount that EcoPower is borrowing from you and will repay you at the end of the bond's term. So that's the principle. Now the coupon rate of the bond is 5%. So this means that EcoPower will pay you annually an interest of 5% on the principal of $1,000. So you will receive an annual interest payment of $50. So 5% times 1,000 is $50 until the bond reaches its maturity. So coupon rate is the interest payment that you are going to receive from the bond issuer. Now the maturity date, that's the date that the bond um, will mature. So the maturity date in this example, let's say it's 10 years from now. So this is the date when EcoPower will repay the principal of $1,000 to you. So in this example, you've lent $1,000 to EcoPower and in return, you will receive annual interest payments of $50 for the next 10 years. And once the bond reaches its maturity date, EcoPower will repay you the principal of $1,000. So if you lend them $1,000 for 10 years, they will give that back to you plus an extra $500. So that's how you invest in bonds. So this is a simplified example, but it should help you understand sort of this concept of lending uh, money for a bond uh, and it has a principal, uh, which is the $1,000. It has a coupon rate, which is the 5% interest payment, and then it has a maturity uh, date. So Talking about bonds and stocks, let's kind of go over a little bit of what the differences is. So when you lend money to a company by purchasing a bond, which we've just spoken about, you're essentially acting as a lender, providing the company with a loan that it promises to repay with interest over a specific period. Now, as a bondholder, you have you know, a legal claim to the repayment of the principal and interest, making it a relatively safe investments. So for the most part, if you buy bonds from big organizations, um, governments, and, and so on, uh, you're relatively uh, guaranteed to get that money back. It's, re it's uh, considered a very, very safe uh, investment. Now, on the other hand, when you buy stock in a company, you become a part owner of the business. So this means that you have a share in the company's profits and losses and your investment's value, it can fluctuate based on the company's performance. So while stocks have the potential for high returns, they also carry higher risks of potential loss. So in summary, bonds are a form of debt financing where the investor is lending money to the company, while stocks are a form of equity financing where the investor is buying a share of ownership in the company. So that's sort of the difference there. Bonds are a way of, of do, using debt to grow a company or an organization uh, where equity uh, financing uh, is a little bit different. That's where they're issuing uh, actual ownership in their company.
So how do you buy and trade bonds? Well, bonds can be bought with your brokerage firm. So just like you buy stocks. So uh, you can sign up for an online brokerage firm. Uh, you can deposit money from your bank account and then you can buy many, many types of bonds through that brokerage firm. Uh, you can uh, buy and sell bonds before the maturity date uh, through your brokerage firm as well. So you can buy a bond uh, and say it has a maturity date of you know 10 years in that example. You don't necessarily need to wait the full 10 years um, to get your principal back. You can actually sell bonds before the maturity date. So buying and selling of bonds is a actually big, big market. But many sort of retail investors like you and I, I don't think we really participated participate in it uh, as much as we do in terms of buying and selling stocks. Now, what determines the price of a bond in the open market? So you might buy a bond, uh, but then you might want to sell it in the open market before it matures. Uh, and, you know, to discuss the price of a bond, uh, we first need to discuss what's called face value and then market value. So face value, it's like a promise that the bond will give you a certain amount of money when it's all grown up or mature. So that's like that thousand dollars that uh, you receive at the end of maturity. That's sort of the face value of the bond. But the market value, it's more like a popularity contest for bonds. And the more people that want it, the more they'll pay for it. So bond uh, market value of bonds can change um, during their you know time that they might mature. So face value that is set in stone when the bond is sold. So in our example, the face value was $1,000. And like a secret handshake between you and the bond uh, issuer, that is set in stone. But market value, on the other hand, it's a bit of a drama queen. It's influenced by all sorts of outside factors like interest rates and the economy. So here's another example from Grok. If you wanna picture this, you are a time traveler and you've just landed in the year 2023, you've got a pocket full of futuristic currency and you're looking to invest in some bonds. But wait, you've just discovered that bond prices are like the mood swings of a teenager. They're constantly changing. Why you ask? Well, it's because of the cool kids on the block interest rates. When interest rates are high, your bond coupon is like last year's fashion trend. Nobody wants it. So you'll have to sell it for less. But when interest rates are low, your bond coupon is like the latest smartphone. Everyone wants a piece of it. You can sell it for more and you'll be rolling in the dough. But that's not all. Bond prices also depend on how much money they give you each year compared to new bonds. It's like a never ending game of, you know, who's got the better deal. If your bond is like an old flip phone, you'll have to sell it for less. But if it's like a shiny new smartphone, you can sell it for more. So bond prices are kind of like a wild roller coaster ride through time and space. Just remember to buckle up and always keep an eye on those interest rates and coupon payments. So just to kind of dissect that example, if you buy a bond for $1,000 and the coupon payments are 5% per year, well, in the future, in the next few years, if interest rates go up to 7% and you're looking to sell your bond, unfortunately, no one wants that bond at 5% because they can get a new bond that pays 7%.
So the price of your bond is going to have to drop. So you're going to need to sell that bond for lower than new bonds because people can go out and get a higher interest rate. Whereas if you have a bond 5% and it matures in, in 10 years and interest rates start to fall, well, you can sell that at a premium because you're getting 5% every year, whereas new bonds are only giving, say, 3%. So that's how the prices of bonds change. So if you buy bonds and you're, and the interest rate in the economy goes down, you can sell those at a premium because you're getting a higher interest rate than new uh, bonds are giving. So that's sort of how interest rates can fluctuate, can change the prices of bonds and the market value of bonds. So here are the five main reasons why bond prices may change. So we just talked about interest rates. So we won't kind of review that one. Uh, it can also change uh, based on inflation. So inflation could be sort of like a sneaky little devil eroding the purchasing power of the fixed interest payments on bonds. So if inflation is on the rise, the bond prices may take a hit. So if you think about that, you know, if you're stuck in at a 5% and suddenly inflation is on the rise, well, that 5% isn't as good in the future as interest rates are rising. So, you know, if you look to sell it, you might need to sell it, um, not at a premium. Um, credit risk can can affect bond prices. So the credit worthiness of the bond issuer plays a role in the bond's market value. So if the issuer's credit rating takes a nosedive, the bond's price may fall suit. So in our example, EcoPower, you know, they lent you, um, excuse me, you lent them a thousand dollars and they were going to pay 5% interest. Well, if suddenly, you know, over the 10 years that you're holding that bond, you know, if, it, if in a few years, you know, that company's not doing well and their credit store sort of goes down, well, you know, they're at a higher risk of repaying that uh, principal of $1,000 in 10 years. Thus, you know, people might not want to buy that bond from you if you want to sell it because they're looking at this company and, you know, it's not doing so well. They, there's a higher risk that they might not be able to pay the bond back at the maturity date. So the credit risk of the company can affect the price of the bond. Um, maturity can as well. So bonds with longer maturities, they're more sensitive to, you know, all these changes in interest rates. So if interest rates are sort of on the move, bonds with longer maturities, they may experience, you know, a more significant change in their market value. And then economic conditions, you know, the overall health of the economy can impact bond prices. You know, in times of economic growth, investors may be more likely to ditch bonds in favor in favor of riskier um, assets. So if you know everything's doing well, then people might want to sell their bonds and jump into some growth stocks and so on. So those are the reasons why these prices of bonds uh, may may change. And again, these are the bonds that people are selling before they mature. So that's sort of our overview of bonds. It's sort of a beginner's guide to bonds, and I'm going to just share some key insights that we went over as like a good sort of summary for, you know, what is a bond. So bonds, again, they are essentially just loans given to large entities like governments or corporations by investors who in return receive interest payments and the principal amount back at a predetermined future date. That is called the maturity date. The nature of bonds, you know, unlike informal loans of, among friends, bonds are formal legal contracts enforceable by law. So ensuring that the repayment of the principal and interest 
uh, is given to the investor. So they are less likely in general, um, excuse me, they are less risky uh, in general. The functions of a bond, they serve as a mechanism for entities to raise funds without resorting uh, to borrowing from banks, acting as a secure without resorting to, you know, borrowing from banks. Um, example of a bond investment, you know, we talked about that investing in a bond means lending money to an entity such as the fictional company we spoke about, EcoPower, with a promise of an annual interest payment and the return of the principal at the bond's maturity. Bonds versus stocks, buying a bond makes you a lender to the company with a legal claim to repayment, offering a safer investment compared to stocks, which represent part ownership in a company and come with higher risks and potential returns. Uh, risk and return profile, bonds are generally considered safer investments with fixed returns, whereas stocks offer the potential for higher returns, but also, again, carry a higher risk due to their dependency on the company's actual performance. Uh, investment decision making, you know, the choice between investing in bonds and stocks, you know, depends on the investor's risk tolerance, uh, investment goals, and so on. Again, here we want to be day traders. Uh, we're probably not going to day trade bonds for the most part, but just getting a good understanding of what these are uh, can be beneficial. Again, buying and trading bonds, you can do this on your brokerage account. Uh, and you don't need to wait till the bond matures that you buy. You can trade it, you know, and again, we spoke about that. If, you know, the interest rates are looking favorable for you, you might want to sell your bond for a premium. Uh, the prices of bonds, we talked about the reasons why they go up and down uh, in the market interest rates, like we talked about for a while there. Uh, inflation can cause bond prices to change. Credit risk of the company can as well. A longer maturity uh, tend to, um, you know, weigh down the price of bonds, uh, especially when um, they're when interest rates are on the move, and then economic conditions as well. Healthy economy uh, that is booming might lower bond prices because people want to uh, move their money to uh, riskier assets that are doing quite well. So that is it. That's our wrap up of bonds. Uh, it's a good refresher for me personally. I'm on this journey to become a day trader. Uh, if you want to become a day trader, then just getting a good foundational understanding of some of these basic stock market uh, fundamentals, I think is important. Uh, we are on that journey in our first few months becoming a day trader. We're talking bonds here. We talked about stocks in the last episode. Again, in the future episodes, we're going to talk about commodities, futures, uh, ETFs, uh, and some more kind of basics of uh, investing. So subscribe to this podcast. I hope that you found this uh, useful. Uh, if you're going to be a day trader, uh, if you want to become a day trader, follow this journey. And in the show notes, you can find all the links to all the other social uh, media accounts where I am documenting my journey on becoming a day trader. So thanks so much for listening. And I will talk to you in the next episode.